Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Inner Consciousness. I am your host, Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, and today my special guest is Mr. Michael R. Mason. Michael, how are you today? I'm wonderful, brother. Thanks for thanks for having me today. All right. Well, thank you for being here, man. Thank you for being with us. The fans are loving you. <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's wonderful to have you here on Thanksgiving of all days. You know, the day for which we set aside to be thankful for all the blessings God has put in our life. And, you know, one of the things that in my work and yours as well, because we do similar things as relationship coaches, is help people get balance in their relationship. And what I find is people don't necessarily give thanks for the relationship they're in. You know, I can't tell you how many times I hear people complaining about what's wrong with the relationship instead of looking at what's good in a relationship. Let me ask you, Michael, have you seen that? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a mindset I think that uh that people experience and um you know, it's it's a mindset um, that we always have the opportunity to focus um, and change and, and cultivate a, a space of gratitude. I, I think that in a lot of ways, the um, the world we live in, um, you know, teaches us, um, you know, kind of a mentality of uh, a, a little bit of uh, victimization in a lot of ways. And so, yeah. Uh, so there's this there's this tendency to um, to look outside of ourselves uh, for solutions and to look outside of ourselves uh, to uh, place blame on, you know, others for uh, how we feel. And, and I, and I believe that the more that we go inward and the more that we cultivate the recognition that everything in our life is providing us an opportunity to grow. It's providing us an opportunity to evolve. It's providing us an opportunity to surrender to feel ourselves more deeply and fully. And as we do this, as we learn to take responsibility for ourselves and our attitudes and our perceptions, mm-hmm. then what, what we'll find in relationships is that by taking responsibility for who we are, that, that we no longer uh, project our um, lack of, of happiness or fulfillment onto others, but we own up for the portion of, uh, of, of how we show up in the world and then we can, as as we do that, we can learn to step back and allow others to do that for themselves. And if they can't, uh, you know, step up to the plate, then then that's where we uh, make decisions in terms of uh, relationships and such. And that was very, very well said. And with that said, what I'm going to do is ask that everyone in the sound of my voice today 
take a moment to give thanks for every relationship you have. Don't judge it. Don't look at it as, well, I'll give thanks for this one and not for that one, but for every relationship that you have because every relationship gives you an opportunity to look at yourself, and by looking at yourself, it's an opportunity for self-growth. So, Michael, we're going to take just a minute of silence so that people can just reflect and give thanks for the relationships they have. Then we're going to come back and we're going to find out about you. So let's take a moment of silence. All right, and so we're back. So, Michael, tell us a little about you. You know, as I put out in the um, information promoting you that you are a personal empowerment coach. You're an inspirational writer and speaker, an urban mystic, and a messenger of love serving the healing hearts of our community, of humanity. I'm sorry. So let's start off with the first one. Tell us about what it is that you do as a personal empowerment coach or who you are as a personal empowerment coach. Right. Well, thank you for that introduction. Um, yeah, essentially what I do is I, I help people connect with, uh, with how they feel so that they can create relationships, a quality of lifestyle, and the lasting partnership that they desire. And so what that means in terms of the, what that means in terms of in terms of the work is I help them work through their limiting belief systems and their emotional blocks so that they can experience greater intimacy and fulfillment in their lives. Okay. That is powerful. I like that. That certainly would equate to empowerment cuz you know we all find that there's a block somewhere. You know no matter how enlightened we go, I guess until we become enlightened masters, um you know, we move down the path. We go on a journey, and that journey, the more you grow, the more blocks get in your way. So yeah, tell us. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh no, no, no you go no. ahead because I was going to move to the yeah, inspirational yeah. writer, but you had something to <laughs> yeah. add to what I just said. Yeah, no, exactly, and and that's what we're all doing. And you know, within our field, there are certain things that are unresolved. And and as we are willing to open ourselves up to you know the frequency, the energy of love itself, uh, those patterns of resistance become more apparent. And so then we're provided an opportunity to work through them and release them. That's all. Excellent, excellent. So uh, tell us about being an inspirational writer and speaker. Um, you know, for me personally, on my um. You know, my, my spiritual journey, um, I think over the last, uh, you know, 15 or 20 years or so, there were, there were many points in my life where I made some, some real deep commitments to love, uh, to be, um, you know, to, uh, to be inspired by the love of God uh, in every single moment of my life, to uh, surrender myself to be a vessel for God's love and to be the full expression of love and inspiration and patience. And so these were things that I had made commitments to myself um, maybe over the last 15 or 16 years at different points on the journey. 
And so it was about three years ago that I'd, I'd made a, a really tough decision to um, to leave my relationship of 16 years, 12-year uh, marriage. And um, mm-hmm. and so upon that surrender uh, to, you know, my idealism as, you know, uh, you know, having the ideal, uh, you know, being a, a husband and a father and all the things that mattered the most to me in my life, I had um, come to the realization that it had fulfilled its learning agreement, its learning lesson, that relationship. And so when I, su- I surrendered essentially that idealism or that, you know, belief system that, you know, um, meant a lot to me but also uh, holds a lot of um, credence in the world, um, it was actually kind of that final piece of, like, spiritual surrender where um, I was able to surrender my identity to um, to spirit. And that's when, the, you know, the energy of the Holy Spirit and, um, and you know, an awakening, a powerful awakening process uh, provided me a lot of, uh, you know, visions and insights around, like, what I was here to do in the world. And so as a result of that, I became aware that it was my job as a, essentially a messenger to um, – uh, you know, to begin sharing uh, these deep insights that I had kept inside of myself and to myself uh, pretty much my whole life. So. Okay. And so, like, what insights was there? Uh, just that, you know, that we were, were cultivating a, uh, you know, new paradigm. And that this new paradigm is um, is um, is the golden age, the age of, where we are transitioning into a place of uh, the masses uh, learning uh, how to live from a place of, uh, of unconditional love. And so because I had essentially lived in that vibration my whole life uh, uh, since I was, you know, I've been here, I mean, my soul had already come in with a certain level of self-awareness around uh, love and my connection to love uh, within my heart. And, um, and so the realization is that, uh, that I am here to help bring spirituality to the masses and to help, uh, be a messenger for that, um, for create, for, for writing tools for people to create, uh, you know, healthy relationships and, you know, to help heal hearts, uh, to bring the masculine and feminine together and to provide a framework so that we could uh, experience a greater quality of life and living in alignment with the heart and soul. Okay, that's great. And I love that part about bringing the masculine and feminine together. I say all the time that the universe demands balance. Um, And so that's what bringing the masculine and feminine together for me is. As a matter of fact, on Halloween, I actually did a meditation in downtown Baltimore um, at a place that I typically go to called Indigenal. And you know, let me do a little shameless plug for them, and then I'm going to, you know, bring you back a little bit. So, awesome. Indigenal in Baltimore at 213 West Reed Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 443-869-3395. Um, so, I did a meditation on balancing male and female energies there. Um so let's talk about urban mystic, and I think you kind of crossed over into that when you were talking about um, you felt it was time for you to do your work with the community and share what you have learned. So tell me more about what an urban mystic is. You know, the urban, you know, just necessarily, you know, indicates obviously I, I grew up in a, um in a city, you know, that was relatively rough, and um, and so there was a lot of variety. And contrast, and um, and and essentially that you know it's it's not this like uh, guru on the mountaintop kind of thing. It's just you know 
you know, the new spirituality is, is about bringing um, the recognition of, you know, everyday people who are able to uh, hold, you know, the frequency of love and to be able to have a refined balance in their masculine and feminine energy and to show that, um, that really on the spiritual path that there's no, um, there's no hierarchy, you know, that we're all the same. Obviously, uh, we're at different places in terms of our uh, unfolding, our self-awareness, and so on and so forth, but there's really no hierarchy. And so the mystic aspect is just the fact that I had been in uh, deep uh, contemplation and surrender to uh, surrender myself to uh, the, to, to surrender myself to, um, to the absolute, to, to God, to love itself that exists within me and um, that there are spiritual realities and uh, awareness that is beyond the intellect that is of a intuitive nature. And so, um, you know, having surrendered myself to be a vessel for God's love, I certainly, um, you know, called that into my reality and was able to experience uh, a very long and profound um, awakening and transformation where, in fact, you know, I felt that, um, that frequency of love itself as myself and really almost undifferentiated in my personality as just, just the vibration of energy of love. Of the absolute. Excellent. Now, this next question is going to be kind of redundant, so I'm going to challenge you to go a little deeper into what you were just saying because I think you mm-hmm. kind of already nailed it. But tell us about being a messenger of love and serving the healing mm-hmm. hearts of humanity. Absolutely. Um, and you know, as a messenger, I, I think on my path, I had learned to be very, very selfless. And part of surrendering myself uh, to love was uh, learning how to live in the present moment, how to be unconditional, and to be accepting of how everybody was showing up in my space and of recognizing when I had resistance in me, within me, in relationship or uh, conversation or any aspect of my life. I was aware that those resistance patterns were what was limiting me from my capacity to be the fullest expression of love. And so um, through this path of selflessness, at a certain point, I came to the roadblock where I had to face my uh, identity, my ego identity, and my idealism, and that was to, to leave my, uh, my, my uh, ex-wife and now and, um, and, you know, my whole identity in the world and, and even a job that I had been at for 15 years. And, and so I really had to leave a lot behind. And, um and, and I realized that it wasn't enough just to be selfless in the world and to surrender myself to love, but that in order to truly love myself, I had to actually love myself fully, and that meant I had to be fully honest with myself, and that m- meant that I had to surrender my temporary ego identity, and I needed to stop judging myself. And so that was actually uh, real love, you know, not just this selfless um, mar- martyring kind of love where, you know, you're in service to, mm-hmm. to everybody else, but you kind of forget about yourself. And so there, there's an aspect where, you know, we have to absolutely add ourselves to the equation of life. First and foremost, we need to be, um, you know, centered in our relationship with who we are and loving who we are. And, and I was doing that all along, but I was also doing it very selflessly. And so there is a balance um, that exists between uh, both of those um, kind of contrasts. And um, so just, you know, being so selfless in my capacity to serve others uh, through the visions that I had and the realization, uh, you know, 
I am in service. I am absolutely, uh, my life is, is in service to love itself. And so, um, you know, through those realizations, it was um, quite apparent that I am, you know, I am a messenger from source uh, here to provide, a, you know, to be a mirror of possibilities for others, for others to be able to, to use me as a counterpoint to uh, come into a greater empowerment and recognition of how uh, beautiful and powerful and unlimited they truly are. Okay, Michael, that is a beautiful thing, man. You sort of like a modern day Buddha there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the phone line see if we have any questions. So for our listeners, if you have any questions for my guest, Mr. Michael R. Mason, go ahead and press one on your phone, and we'll bring you in. Um, so in the meantime, while we're doing that. I am also going to go ahead and pay some bills, so I'm going to go to a commercial. But I also want to say again to our listening audience, if you want to get in on the conversation, if you want to respond to anything that Michael has just said, or you just have a question for Michael or for myself, go ahead and press 1 on your dial, and we'll get to you right after these messages. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, motivation, and ideas for all areas of your life. On Sundays, we have Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show aims to inspire people as it seeks to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Monday, we have Totally Hold with Pastor Cook. This show addresses issues surrounding mental health and spirituality. On Thursdays, it's four to five different shows a month. On the first Thursday of the month, we have Total Empowerment with Angela Hardy, where beauty and strength are celebrated and enhanced inside and out. And on the second Thursday of the month, we have One Love, One Connection, One Us with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, where they give you ideas and strategies on how to create, attract, and transform your relationship into a spiritual union. And on the third Thursday of the month, we have the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. This show is for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. And on the fourth Thursday of the month, we have the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner workings of the mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. And on the fifth Thursday of the month, we have Healing Paradigms with Reverend Arlene Cahet. This show aims to provide a shift in perspective that provides healing and personal growth. And on Friday, we have Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition with Bonnie Walters and Zilana. This is sex talk like you've never heard it before. This is the Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio. All shows from Sunday through Thursday start at 7 p.m. and on Friday at 7.30 p.m. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Family Healing Circle Media. This is the Family Healing Circle where we heal the mind, body, and soul.
coach, inspirational writer and speaker, urban mystic, and messenger of love, Mr. Michael R. Mason. Michael, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then I want you to tell me about balancing male and female energies, and then I want to kind of play a game with you. Are you familiar with the five phases of a relationship? Uh, No, I'm not specifically familiar with that terminology, no. Okay, and you may have heard it differently, um, you know, in a different way, but these are the five phases that a relationship typically go through. In the beginning, of course, it's romance. You know, we Mm -hmm. know what that feels like. Then as that starts to fade away, there become a power struggle, and we kind of know what that feels like. That's usually where a good number of relationships end. But those who learn to balance the power struggle move into the stability uh, phase. After Mm -hmm. the stability, if... You can maintain the stability, and the two are willing to work together. You can move into the commitment phase. 
that's where you mm-hmm. actually make a commitment to make this thing work. You know, it's mm-hmm. us and it till death do us part, and you stand by your word. And then it doesn't have to be stale or stagnant just because you made a commitment. That's when you have a chance to continue to grow and learn about each other, and that takes you to the fifth phase, which is bliss. So after you tell us about you and then talk to us about mm-hmm. balancing male and female energies, I want to kind of go through each one of these, and you tell me how you would use what you do to help a couple in each of these uh, phases, okay? Beautiful. To help move Sounds them good. to the next one. All right, great. Awesome. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you, my brother. Go ahead. Tell us about you. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I'm from uh, Stockton, California, here in the Central Valley, and I've pretty much been here my whole life. Um, Hello, 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 38 years old. Uh, my website is uh, michaelrmason.com, and I have a blog there, and I have my coaching services uh, along with some other um, insightful information around, um, you know, practical everyday spirituality. Um, I was uh, married for 12 years. I raised a stepdaughter who's 22 now and in San Diego in college. I uh, have a son and a daughter who are uh, 14 and 13 in uh, eighth grade and ninth grade. And, uh, you know, again, along with all the other things, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here uh, creating a new life for myself. I'm I'm here to uh, absolutely, you know, help provide the framework for a new paradigm for others. But I'm here to live the dream as well. I'm here to to, uh, live my dream by helping others live their dream um, in terms of uh, conscious relationships and partnership and, uh, and quality of lifestyle. All right, great, great. And I just want to say before we move into the next part, which is you telling us about uh, balancing male and female energy, that you know I have a personal connection to Stockton, California. My ex-wife, my son's mother, is born and raised in Stockton, California. So, you know, I have family in Stockton, California. I've spent a lot of time there in that part of Northern California in San Joaquin Valley. All right, so... um. Michael, go ahead and tell us, from your perspective, what balancing male and female energy is and how it helps people when you balance their male and female energies. Okay. Well, I took some notes on on kind of this whole dynamic. If you'd like me to just briefly share those, and then then we can jump into the – that, that question, that, the questionnaire uh, format, which I think will will very much reveal the, these aspects within that um, within the practical uh, elements of relationships. So, um, uh, her, okay, so the female, woman, uh, feminine energy. She feels so much and has learned to close and protect her heart with this intellectual masculine energy. She must cultivate a mental framework to explain what she feels and to gain more self confidence. She is love itself, the moon, the water, the earth. She comes from the darkness, the unmanifest spiritual realms, emotion, intuition, the creative, intuitive mind, and she must move outward with that. Him, he is more mentally focused and emotionally insecure. He must deconstruct his mental framework to allow himself to feel more emotionally confident and and learn how to consistently feel in the world. He is the sun, the fire, the air, the physical universe who must go uh, inward to feel himself. Um, both of these people, uh, we, must, uh, we must both collectively look within to reveal our patterns of grasping and resistance and avoidance and control because there are unhealed wounds 
and, and emotional and spiritual pain that we actually um, resist feeling and uncovering and releasing through our intellectual behaviors and living belief systems. Uh, both male and female, it's both of our jobs to refine our masculine and feminine energy. It doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are. We are all here doing the same work. We are all here learning how to actualize ourselves and, and to be able to embody both um, aspects of the self. Um, our goal here is to surrender. It's ego surrender to the actual silent witness or the soul self. We, most people see themselves primarily and even myself in my life, it's the same thing. We see ourselves as the ego identity. And the more that we surrender those limiting belief systems and step into those emotional uh, blocks and barriers, the more we are able to surrender to really see ourselves uh, as the witness, as the soul, as love itself. And in doing that, we can actually quiet the mind and in many ways almost silent it completely in recognition that it is a tool for us but it's, that it's not necessarily all of who we are. So, um, so as we evolve our consciousness, um, the differences between men and women, the things that uh, many people see as very complicated and difficult in terms of relationship aspects, the differentiation and difference becomes less discernible as we become more self-aware. Um, so her, her, her job is, uh, she's, her goal is to safely drop back into her natural feeling center and feel safe in the world with him. Uh, he feels more safe in himself because he has learned to be vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable with her. And he empowers himself in his work in the world, his ability to connect with others because he's connected and opened himself up to his feeling, which is actually very much natural for her. Um, and then there are other aspects in terms of uh, we could go into about males and, and different ways that the more sensitive male versus the more, you know, ego-driven male and, and, and things like that. But ultimately, the movement, Harvey, is um, from the ego ID to the soul ID. And that's where we can move into this place of like the paradox where everything is equally true and not true, where we are equally this, this temporary ego and person that we've created, but it's also ultimately seen as the vehicle for the soul to evolve itself. Um, how I see relationship is that ultimately people, uh, we want to trust each other. And how we trust each other is by learning how to remain consistent in our heart space and by always keeping an open channel of authentic dialogue that's centered on understanding and unconditional love. When we can show up authentically with people, when we can remain open and in our hearts, people will trust us. People will remain open with us. And they know that even if there are disagreements in relationships, in lifestyle, in beliefs, that we can always have this, this mutual foundation or ground, this space of, of, of mutual respect and trust because we know that we're not going to flip switches on each other and we're not going to close off and jump back in our egos and start judging each other and pushing each other away. That's ultimately the goal is to learn how to remain and live from an open heart. Wow. That is nice. That is nice. And that's what I want you to kind of demonstrate. So let me explain because sure. I don't want this to catch you off guard. What no. I like to do <laughs> is play the role mm -hmm. of the adversarial. So as we go mm -hmm. through these, I am going to throw things at you. Um, give you an example. The first one is romance. So
So my initial question to you would be, you know, you come across a couple or you're working with a couple who's in romance. As a matter of fact, let's not even do it as a couple. Let's say I am a guy who comes to you and I'm in a new relationship. And right now I am high on the love cocktail. Okay, you know, the endorphins, the oxytocin, you know, the norepinephrine, all of that stuff is just shooting off in me, and I am just floating. My feet haven't touched the ground in weeks, okay? My heart pounds so hard, it feels like it's going to jump out of my chest. And the only thing I can focus on is when I'm going to see her again. And so I come to you. And so that will be the scenario. But what will happen is, as you tell me things, I'm going to throw different stuff in there, just curves, to see where you go with it. Because what I want is for the listeners to understand the value that you bring to the world. Awesome. Sounds good. Okay. So that is the first scenario. And so I'm coming to you as a as the man who just got in a relationship. So I'm not bringing her with me, just me. And I'm coming to you simply because – my goal is to find out this. How can I make this relationship last? You know, it's only been three weeks, and I can't stop thinking about her, and I think she feels the same because that's what she tells me. And all I know is whenever I hear her voice, I'm just like, ah, oh. everything in the whole wide world is just right. You know, it's 12.01 after midnight, and I hear birds chirping. I don't even know if they're really there, but I heard her voice, and it's just like, yes. And so what I don't want is for this to end. And so I come to you and I say, Michael, you know, you're a personal empowerment coach. You're an urban mystic. You know, you are a messenger of love. How do I know this is real and how can I make it last? What do you say to me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know something is real when it, when it feel, when you can feel it in your core. And, and, and in terms of, you know, the, the, that's the interesting thing about life is, is is nothing is guaranteed, and you know even in in the most um, challenging and the most difficult uh, aspects of our lives, we are always being provided an opportunity to realize our wholeness, and we're always being provided an opportunity to deepen our relationships with who we are. And so, what what I would say is that there should be a realization and an appreciation for that connection, and there there should be a trust. Um, with the process that you are experiencing, with the love connection that you are experiencing. But there's also a realization that, um, you know, in many, many ways, we uh, – a big part of experiencing greater intimacy and fulfillment, it, it, which is ultimately what my work is about, it's about being able to consistently feel connected with yourself and therefore connected with the world no matter what is happening, you see. And so what ends up happening for many, for many people in relationships and in terms of their life is because we haven't fully connected with ourselves on an emotional and a spiritual level, we spend some of our lifetime and a lot of our energy uh, seeking externally as a means of gratification or fulfillment. And so we're focusing on the next relationship, we're focusing on the next job or the next raise or the next, uh, you know, uh, you know, moving higher up the chain or the next car or getting the big house. So we're actually intellectualizing our experience in the world rather than actually feeling it, you see. And the more that we learn to feel who we are, 
and the more that we learn to embody this frequency of love, the more that we recognize that we are that love itself, and the more we feel connected and intimate with all of life. And so we cultivate almost this space of, like, unconditional and continuous, um, like, almost joy and happiness. I mean, it doesn't mean that everything's always going to be roses, and it doesn't mean we're not going to feel pain, but that essentially that we, we come to a place ultimately that we can be at peace with who we are. And so, and I know I'm taking it a little bit outside of the questions, but I would say, what does lasting partnership mean? I mean, how can a, a man go about, like, ensuring that the partnership will last? He can. And, and I would teach him not to put his eggs in the basket like that, but to learn how to cultivate his present moment awareness and learn how to feel himself so that he can feel her more deeply, so that he can trust himself enough to speak his truth to her, to tell her how much he loves her, to tell her how passionate he is, that he wants to be with her, that he has these dreams, and that he wants to have this connection, and that he wants to marry her, and he wants to have kids, and all of these things that make his heart bubble. These are all wonderful and great things. So I would, I would teach him how to trust himself enough to be able to speak his truth consistently to her. Okay, and so being this guy, I come back to you and say, that's a whole lot of beautiful words, but what I heard you say is that there's nothing I can do to make it work and that I should feel her more. I feel her so deeply that my heart feels like it's going to jump out of my chest. You know, mm -hmm. And so I would say to you again, what can you teach me? What can you help me do so that I can be better because I also heard you say I should be able to express to her how much I love her, and I'm not good at that. You know, I, I'm not mm -hmm. good with words. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say, and I can't write it out. As a matter of fact, sometimes when we're together, I just look at it and think, wow, she's so beautiful. You know, and I, and she just catches me staring as she starts to ask me questions, and it catches me off guard. So mm -hmm. what do I do? You know, what is it that you can teach me? If there's nothing that I can do, what is it that you can teach me to at least help me be better than what I am? Right, to help you be more confident with who you are, you see? Because mm -hmm. when, when the thing about it is if we are afraid or we're not, we're not confident, it's because we have not taken ourselves to a, a different layer and depth of feeling. And so we can, we can say that we feel somebody – but are we really saying that from a mental place? Are we happy because of the idea of love? Or are we actually really, truly connected to that feeling of love? And, that, and that's the differentiation. That's the differentiation that I would help people go deeper into how they feel and to help them reveal those areas where they are afraid, Harvey, so mm -hmm. that they can release those fears so that they can learn how to communicate, so that they can learn how to connect more deeply. You see, because I can't explain it or I can't communicate or I don't want to lose her, those are all fears, and those fears mm -hmm. are tied to energetic blocks in your soul that are unresolved. So I help people unresolve the blocks. Excellent. So that because they, that they is feel more free. huge. Yeah, and that is huge because that scenario that I created is a very popular one. You know, at the romance stage, we're high on the drugs inside our body that we're producing, and that's kind of what's going on. And what you're doing is you're bringing it back to them. They're focused, you know, in that example, I'm focused on how she makes me feel, and you're bringing it back to me. 
and you're bringing up something that, you know, usually at that point, the person can't even hear you when you're saying there's fears. And they're like, no, there's no fear, even though they've told you there's a fear of losing her. They want to make it last forever, you know, but they're so high on the thought. You know, they're connected to this person, but more in mind. They're not feeling themselves, like you said. And so I, I think that was very, very beautiful answer. And before I go to the next one, I want to give the callers on the line an opportunity. If there's anything that you want to ask Michael, you want to get in on a conversation, you want to share anything, go ahead and press 1 on your phone. Okay, so, Michael, now I've come back to you. It is nine months later, and all of a sudden the relationship just don't feel the same. Now it's a power struggle. It seems like she's trying to control me. She don't like my friends. She don't like how I take care of my business. It's just like everything I do is wrong, and she wants me to do it her way. And I don't want to do it her way. I've been doing it my way all this time, and I done told her. I done told her over and over again, this is who I am. Take me or leave me, you know, and I don't want her to leave, and obviously she don't want to leave, but at the same time, she's still trying to tell me what to do. I'm a grown man, you know. I don't need her to tell me what to do. I just need her to be by my side. So, what do you Absolutely. say to me? Yeah, and and so and see, and that's and that's uh, definitely a big problem in the world in terms of people not being aligned in the way that they live their lifestyle. And maybe there are some differences in opinion on what is acceptable and unacceptable. So we have people each, you know, each uh, part of the equation of that relationship has their own filters and has their own limiting belief systems or has their own style, their own preferences. And this is how we can become more conscious of whether or not our relationship is aligned or not based on the partner's mutual willingness to be flexible and to be able to look at the areas that they are in resistance and they are in mm -hmm. judgment and they are afraid and, and as a result they control. And so when people are not um, confident and centered in who they are, um, they have a tendency to try to control their environment as a result of that. And so, um, you know, it's really less about, you know, being a grown man or being a grown woman and it's more about, um, you know, being honest with ourselves and loving ourselves enough to say, hey, look, this is who I am right now, but I am uh, continuously growing and evolving and, and working to be a better version of that. And uh, if my partner is on the same page, then we can have this mutual willingness to actually authentically communicate with, uh, without projecting our um, our, our resistance or without projecting our judgment onto, onto others, you see, because, you know, many people in relationships are in relationships that are conditional, and they're conditional based mm -hmm. on their likes and their dislikes. And so moving into conscious relationships, there has to be this recognition that, um, that, you're, that my happiness is not going to be dependent upon you, you know? So, like, if, if my girlfriend does goes out and does something and, you know, it's not something that I enjoy doing, but, it, you know, her happiness or her activities, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't place my happiness on whether or not she's with me or she's not with me. And I don't place my sense of fulfillment in life whether or not she agrees with me or doesn't agree with me, you see. And that's that kind of that codependent dynamic where people don't actually really know who they are. They don't, they're not fully aware of 
the, the filters and the biases and the resistance patterns and the lack of self-worth that they're still working through. So they're attaching their self-worth with their partner's ability to, um, uh, you know, their, their ability to agree or not agree. So we, what we end up doing is because we don't really know really who we are yet, we, um, we are depending – our, we are, our happiness is, is becoming limited upon somebody else's personal limitation. Okay. And so I'm going to amp this one up for you. So I'm coming sure. back to see you a second time, right? And so right. I took what I perceived you said, and I said it that way for a reason, and you'll know why I want sure. to tell you. So I yep. come back to you a second time, Michael, and I say, look, I went home and I told my girlfriend that you said that she got low self-esteem and that's why she's trying to control me and that if yeah. she knew who she was and had any idea what she wanted in life, sure. that she wouldn't be trying to live her life and my life. And so she told me that if I ever came talk to you again because you a quack and you trying to destroy our relationship, <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping on the couch. So Absolutely. I don't want to keep fighting with her. <laughs> and since sure. you told me that, what can you tell me now to make things right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, man? And I and I'm a wonderful quack. Because I'll tell you what, dog. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I would tell you to, to go go to your girl and sit down and really talk to her about how she feels and uh let her know how you feel. And, uh, and and have you guys really, you know, make a regular practice of working on sharing with each other uh, how you feel it, uh, and what you really want and, and finding a way to really, um, you know, really have a mutual respect for each other's feelings and, and a willingness to continue to provide each other, you know, the freedom to be with uh, – the freedom to be who you are but in a very loving and nurturing and open and authentic way. And, you know, when we close up with our egos and, and when we, we get that attitude, you know, I'm a grown man or she gets that attitude, you can't do that. That's all just like that's all ego. That's just all, that's just all surface stuff. And so people haven't learned what it means to, um, to be emotionally vulnerable. And so I would teach him about emotional vulnerability, and I would teach him about how to, uh, put, to put his guard down and to really, you know, get into her space and to be with her and to feel into how she's feeling and why she's feeling that way and, and, and help them find ways so they can break down these walls and these barriers so that they can really connect with each other on a very loving and nurturing and intimate level. I mean, that's what the relationship is really all about because when you can connect with your lover emotionally and spiritually, that's where all the passion lies. And that's many times why people who have surface relationships, you know, surface sex, and they're not fulfilled because they're not learning how to connect with their own emotional body and connect with their own partner's emotional body. Great. And so he's, of course, got to do that without mentioning that he talked to you again. Otherwise, he's going to be on the couch. Uh, <laughs> Michael, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah. We've got a call. We've got a caller on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring the caller in. Right. One minute. Okay. Caller, you're on the line. Last four of the phone number is one eight three two. Peace and blessings, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Zakia, and welcome to the inner consciousness. 
Thank, thank you, you so thank much, you so and bless you for being here, Harvey, and bless you, Michael, also for being here. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, I'm struggling a little bit with this understanding about uh, I'm grown and I shouldn't have to answer to, you know, you in a relationship kind of thing. So, um, so I had a guy um, tell me that he wasn't able to move forward in a, in a more serious, committed relationship with me because he felt that he was going to lose his freedom. And I said, okay, well, freedom to do what? So he was like, well, you know, like now, you know, when I go out, if I want to stay out and, you know, hang out till 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, I get to do that. But, you know, when you're in a, you know, if you're married or if you're in this relationship where the two of you are living together, you know, it turns out to be a whole different thing, and and I feel like, you know, I'm having to, you know, be somebody's boy instead of my grown man self. So, you know, what do you guys say about that? You know, do you think it's unreasonable for uh, for us as women, or I mean, I just put myself to say, you know, I think it's a reasonable time for um, for you to be home, or should or does that feel or does that really feel like I'm trying to tell him what to do, and should I just let it go? And that makes Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think more than anything, it, it, it's really less about like you know right or wrong or this or that. But what I'm hearing you say is like you like really trusting how you feel, like you know how how connected do you feel with him, and and do you feel like um, that that kind of um, behavior or lifestyle is compatible with with your lifestyle, and so. You know, if you can picture, uh, you know, him desiring to have that kind of, um, you know, freedom in his life, uh, you know, in terms of the lifestyle, does it feel like something that is compatible for where you are at in your life right now? Yeah, and I'm saying the same thing basically, just different words, because if that's where he is, what's more important than him? Because what he's going through, it's not about you. It's affecting you but it's affecting you because of your thoughts on it and the feelings that you're feeling behind it. But it's about him. What you've got to do is be in alignment with yourself. Is this what I want in my life? And I think that's still the same thing that Michael was saying. If this doesn't line up with what you want in your life, then you have to ask yourself, are you willing to put up with this or do you want or deserve more? And find someone who's willing to give you what you want. Well, I mean, suppose everything else is good to go and all of that, and it's just this issue. You know, some parts of me says, well, you know, you know, that's probably a fear thing or something, you know, and it may, you know, it may start out to be like that, and then maybe later on it won't even matter. But, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of to me like a kid, like, you know, I want to have my way. So, you know, I just, I'm just thinking, you know, what difference does it make? Okay, so if you want to hang out since 5 o'clock in the morning, go do your thing. So, you know, I, but I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, putting myself, and, I, and it really doesn't matter to me. I mean, some things are like deal breakers, Harvey. You talk about deal breakers all the time. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. So, okay. but I just wanted, you know, from a male point of view, what is this, you know, whole thing about losing their freedom to, you know, hang out? Well, and Michael, let me go first on this one. I'll let you 
take it afterwards. For men, they typically say, and for the most part we do, we commit or we get married, we settle in when we're ready to. A lot of times there's a lot of fear, as Michael had mentioned during the scenarios that I was doing, and that fear is she may not be the one. And so to make a solid commitment right now, I mean the one, and it's an interesting thought because um, for me, when the one shows up, the one shows up. And if it's meant to be, then you're already available. But for a lot of men, the one may show up and you're already with somebody else. And so you don't want to miss out on that one because you're with someone else. So you kind of want to keep your foot on third and steal home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 I I think you know the the thing about relationships is you know people come into our lives uh, specifically to teach us certain lessons to help kind of unlock some of these uh, areas within us that uh, can help us learn more about who we are and what we want and how we feel and so I I kind of have this kind of this this general philosophy about you know everything that comes into our life is is, is really perfect because it's providing us that mirror to learn more about who we are. And I really just try to keep it simple, and, and that would be to direct you back to your intuition and to how you feel. And, and if you feel that, um, that this relationship should continue and if you feel like there is still work to do with him, then, then you may decide, uh, yeah, no problem. Let's continue with this relationship. You know, you, you be you, you do what you like to do, and we'll go from there. And if at some point in the future you feel different about that, you feel like maybe certain behaviors or certain patterns or a lack of a, a connection or emotional intimacy or whatever comes up for you, there may could come a point in the future where you no longer feel like the relationship is serving your personal growth and you, know, you no longer feel connected or aligned or, or whatever the case may be. But I always just try to direct, direct people back to however it is that they feel, you know, and really try to get them out of their heads and into their intuition, into trusting their guts and their heart and allowing whatever lessons and learnings are going to unfold as a result of these relationships because essentially relationships are our best learning tools um, to, to present themselves. You know what, thank you so much for that. You know, that word allowing is uh, is a big one. And I think when I put myself into that space of allowing, uh, I can drop the ego and, and whatever my fears are and kind of make a smooth, um, you know, have a really smooth, intimate, and well-adjusted relationship just by allowing the, my mate to be who he is and, and ask you the same. So thank you for reminding me of that area of allowing. So, yeah. um, I appreciate you guys tonight. Your conversation is wonderful, and I'm sure somebody else may have something they want to ask, and I wish you both a beautiful and blessed evening. Thank you so much, Michael, for being here. I hope you'll come back again. Thank you very much. It's nice to meet you, dear. And thank you, Zakia. Stick around. We still got more to go. Peace and blessings. Okay, so Michael, now we're going to talk about stability. So I'm coming back to you for the fourth time, and now I am Mm -hmm. in stage three of the relationship. So Michael, I did what you said, and things are good. You know, I'm really happy. She seems to really be happy. I think we are. I think we are solid now. 
You know, I think we are solid. I, it, things is it. Wow, it hasn't been better. Even in the early stages, you know, when we were all in love, now it, it just seems to flow. But I still got some concerns. Michael, I like it like this. How do I keep it like this? How do Is there something after this? You know, do it get better? Michael, I don't know. Tell me, what do I do now? You helped me through the power struggle. What do, what do I do now? Because it's so good. You know, she don't try to control Everything is just great. How do I? Is there something better? What do I do now? How do I keep this? I, I, mm-hmm. I just don't know, Michael. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, um, you know, in terms of consistency, it's just really about being consistent and, and remaining in our heart space and remaining uh, in gratitude and you know keeping that dialogue open because you know throughout our lives we're all learning and growing and evolving and learning more about who we are and taking new directions. And, you know, as long as we continue to grow, you know, in proportion to our um, partner, then we can, you know, stay, you know, relatively, if we can have the same kind of vision, it doesn't mean we're saying we're doing the same exact things in our lives, but that we have the kind of the same vision in terms of, uh, you know, keeping our connection strong and, and having this mutual unconditional support for each other. I mean, things can go on forever, but sometimes, there are moments, you know, where, where one partner is more committed to personal growth than the other and, and, and things can get out of alignment. But I, like I said uh, to our caller, you know, the main thing is just to be, to be centered in how you feel and to keep the channels of communication open and, and to have that loving allowance and, um, and to just, you know, really be in the moment because when we get ourselves out of the moment and we're thinking, we're projecting our reality into the future, then we all of these precious present moments are wasted because we're too busy, uh, you know, like seeking and, and grasping for like what could be rather than like really deeply appreciating what is, which is right now. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, instead of worrying about how to keep it as good as it is, just enjoy it for what it is. Just be thankful for what yeah. I got and, and don't even worry about the future. Just be in the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's it's important, sure. I mean, we all want to have goals, and we all have ideas, and we all have dreams, and, and we all come here with certain things that we want to achieve in our life, and that's beautiful, and that's wonderful, but we also have to recognize that things are, you know, what we thought about uh, five years ago about what our life was going to look like, and now we're here in this present moment five years later, and you and I could attest to this. I mean, it probably looks nothing like what we thought, so... You know, it's it's beautiful and wonderful. We all have plenty of ideas, and it's beautiful, like, to uh, go about it, ex- expressing or moving through those ideas and those experiences, but it always comes back to how we feel. And so all is allowed, you know, uh, all, all is permitted, and um, – and and what's what's really important though is 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 to to remain present as much as possible. Okay. All right. All right. And, and so Michael, I go away, staying focused on the moment. I'm thankful for that. And now, six years later, I come back. You don't even remember what I look like. I done grown hair all over my face and my head. You know, I just got this dreads going everywhere, and you know. I'm yeah. six years older. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, right. hey, right, Michael, right, remember right, me? Right. You helped me through yeah. my relationship in the early stages. Things I are do. better than they've ever been. You know, right we on. actually got married. 
We made yes. a commitment to stay together, to love each other for better or for worse, till death do us part. And guess mm-hmm. what? I, I, I'm staying focused. I'm not even worried about the future. But I'm coming to you because of this. Mm-hmm. We both want to have counseling with you. We didn't need premarital counseling, but we just want to have counseling with you so to find out is there anything that you can help us with to keep the mm-hmm. magic going. We want to make it better than it is right now if it's possible, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's possible because I am so thankful that she is in my life. But we just want to know because I finally told her after six years that the reason we got through the power struggle is because I came back and saw you, and, yeah, she did make me spend a night on the couch because she said I was owed that because she told me not to. But I'm okay with that. It's been great other than that. So we, we are now at the commitment stage. What can you tell the two of us? You know, what, what can you give us to help us move this relationship? What can we do on a regular daily basis to make our marriage the best marriage ever? Back up. Let me back that up. The bestest marriage ever. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I would probably see you guys individually and really dig into your day-to-day lives and really find out if there's areas where you w- you guys would like to improve upon. And then I would bring you both together into um, like a, uh, you know, a one-on-two type environment. And then we would kind of discuss what some of maybe the individual concerns or ideas that had come up. Uh, You know, but ultimately I think it's really about staying connected emotionally and supporting each other. And, And really I see conscious relationship as, you know, friendship is the foundation. And so, you know, if, if your partner can be your best friend, um, that's like the ultimate, you know, if, if, but you, you know, in a conscious partnership, you, you absolutely want to have that alignment. You want to have that mental, that emotional, uh, that spiritual, that physical, and that lifestyle uh, alignment. So all of those aspects um, are so critical in really I, I, uh, seeing a, a lasting partnership to be successful. And so, you know, I would, I would just really look at some of those areas um, and, you know, probably take them through some clarity and alignment exercises just to see, uh, you know, one through ten uh, through just varying aspects and elements of their life uh, where there are some areas that we could fine-tune, that we could get a tune-up and really help bring it to the next level and then bring some of those individual uh, areas that uh, they would like to improve upon and see how we can uh, bring that in a mutual setting. I think, um, you know, I think sensual practices are really important. And, uh, you know, really being with um, being with your partner and, um, you know, not really looking for an end destination, but really just really wanting to uh, just to be connected, um, you know, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So, um, you know, I would say that. Okay, great. And so we come back now in seven years. It's mm-hmm. been 13 years total. We come back now in seven years, and I come to you and I say, Michael, this marriage is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I cannot believe how lucky I am to have met a woman like this and the fact that we are still together. And I just want to ask you for help probably one last time because we have been doing workshops and seminars together, and we've been learning so much, and we've heard about how balancing male and female energies um, in methods like Tantra 
and other energy forms that it has taken marriages, you know, orgasmic meditation, things like that. It has taken marriages to the next level. And I know that you do something with male and female energy. As a matter of fact, we went to this one free workshop where the guy talked about you can actually, you know, increase your male or female energy to balance out an argument. You know, he was saying that if one is high in the male, the other one needs to be higher in the female. If you're both in the male or both in the female, you know, that will prolong the argument. So I come to you, which may be for the last time, but, hey, it's 13 years and running. You've got a wonderful track record with me. And, hey, so I spent the night on the couch for coming to you. That night got me here to 13 years. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us? about balancing our energies together to make this relationship just pop, just, you know, just completely to the next level, to become a full-fledged spiritual union. Right, yeah. Um, you know, everything that I, you know, that I represent is, 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 is in representation of simplicity. And so I am always going to point people back to who they are and to how they feel, and to um, surrendering their um, the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from being fully present. And I have no specific, uh, you know, practices per se, other than uh, you know just uh, just some real general, um, just some some real general behaviors in terms of uh, you know decoding our consciousness. Um, so. You know, honestly, Harvey, and from my mm-hmm. perspective, um, you know, it's it's just a beautiful unfold, unfoldment of of grace that um, our lives are exactly where they need to be. And if you came to me and said that everything is popping and everything mm-hmm. is perfect and you feel great, yet you're mm-hmm. still externally seeking mentally to take it better. I would say that you need to continue to learn to become more present with how you feel because people that are always looking externally for a sense of fulfillment, there are there is still something within them internally that is not completely connected. Because when you learn to live in the present moment and to feel fully, you there 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 really is 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 not that you're not always looking to improve yourself, but I would say that I don't have any specific, uh, I don't have any specific techniques to to help you um, to get what you're looking for because my work is about pointing you inward and is about help, helping you cultivate the kingdom of love within yourself in relationship with yourself. Everything else, and everything else is a byproduct of that relationship. Okay, and that would be perfect. That would be really perfect. Michael, I really appreciate you being here tonight. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to close it out. So I'm going to give you a chance to say some parting words and let the listeners know how they can reach you, okay? And we'll be right back. Thank you.
and we're back with our very special guest, Mr. Michael R. Mason. Michael, we had a wonderful show. I am so thankful on this Thanksgiving to have had you come into the inner consciousness and share your wisdom with us. It's been a beautiful thing. Are there anything that you would like to leave us with? Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with? Any parting words or thoughts? Yeah, just um, just really appreciative that you reached out to have me here today, and and thankful for everybody who uh, you know is listening today and and who may be listening in the future. Um, you know, I think uh, Thanksgiving is a is a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful opportunity to remember that uh you know that every day that every moment is really um a, a greater opportunity to um to learn how to uh you know live from a space of gratitude and appreciation and you know in connection and um so i am uh, feeling very blessed on this day and thankful to be here to uh have a wonderful conversation with you so thank you so much Harvey all right well great now can you tell the audience how they can get in touch with you? And if you have anything going on anywhere in the world, you can share that with the audience as well. So you can give the phone number, your email, your web page, whatever you'd like to share. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, they can uh, they can find me on uh, michaelrmason.com, um, my website. Um, I have a blog there, and I'm doing some updating on that. So, uh uh, the website's going to be having some updates uh, real soon. And, you know, just uh, my program is called Personal Empowerment to Lasting Partnership. And so essentially there's like a seven-step step process to take people from, you know, connecting with self-love and themselves and empowering themselves and um, to be able to lay the foundation to um, to uh, cultivate or call in, um, you know, the lasting partnership that they desire. Um, so there's all types of uh, services and packages available for coaching. And uh, you can also find the links to all of my social media where you can uh, follow me, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and, and YouTube. So I look forward to connecting uh, with uh, with all of you guys very soon. And can you give that website one more time? Sure. It's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R. Mason, M-A-S-O-N, dot com. All right. Great. And, Michael, again, I thank you for being here. Um, Is there any events that you're going to be at or anything that you're doing in the California area or anywhere for that matter? Um, not not at this moment. I am working on getting more active in some, uh, some speaking engagements here in 2017. So at this moment I have – uh, nothing specifically planned, but um, if you would like to connect with me on my social media and my blog, uh, I definitely will be uh, announcing things as they uh, as they arise. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. And thank folks, you. that has been, you're welcome. That has been <laughs> our show um, on December eighth. You can catch me again right here on the Family Healing Circle. It will be my last time hosting or co-hosting One Love, One Connection, One Us with my partner, Reverend Arlene Cahat. She will be taking over in the new year without me. We will be doing 
a one-day relationship basic training. It's not even a whole day. It's a two-hour show. So we're going to cram a whole day, 24 hours into two hours, a basic training for relationship or relationship basic training. Again, that's on December 8th right here on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Family Healing Circle. And that will be the One Love, One Connection, One Us. In January, I am doing relationship classes. It is called How to Have, excuse me, it's called Finding the Love of Your Life Relationship Class. It is going for six months, beginning in January, ending in June. It is one weekend a month or one Saturday per month for six months, and it's going to be held at Indigenal in downtown Baltimore. That's at 213 West Reed Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21201. The number there is 443-869-3395. To sign up for that class, you can reach me at the one thought at gmail.com or you can call me at 410-687-0658 we are registering people now for that class and it does fill up fast we only have 25 slots available all right it's been a beautiful thanksgiving go cowboys praise the lord for this wonderful day i bless you all amen and have a wonderful, wonderful night. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Glad you can make it. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.